it has been proven over and over again um, that um, somebody in my circle, somebody in your circle know each other and um, we connect and go to a whole nother level. Um, also, I believe that you are one person away, one help away, one advice away from where you need to be in life. And then if you want to be a sponsor, please get in touch with me. I will gladly accept you. If you need anything to be um, advertised, an event, please let me know. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, which is Keeping It Real Conversations with Sunshine, please do like and share. Now that I said all of that, um, I let you know how I know the person that we're about to talk to. So, um, doctor, you are currently muted. So, I am excited. Um, this must be a family day. Um, this is my cousin, Dr. Stephanie Lickenley, or Lee Lincoln, however it is. <laughs> I'm so excited. This woman is so busy, okay? Super, super busy. I was so glad she was able to come on the show today. Miss Stephanie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I knew I definitely could not change anything after <laughs> the fourth time is a charm. <laughs> This woman is so busy. I said, we would get close. And she's like, oh, my God. I can't do it because this. I'm going out of town. I got this. Oh, Stephanie. And next weekend is Oakland's commencement. So I'm glad I didn't say next weekend. So I'll be busy next weekend with the university commencement. <laughs> wow. So I'm going to start. It's been, let's see. I am, let's see, 40... 43. And you and Tim have been together how many years? May. Ooh, May 15th. It'll be 30 years. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> 30. Wow. That's all I'm going to say is wow. <laughs> and so I'm going to say this. I remember when you were introduced to us as a family and your husband, people do not know, is my first um, cousin, male yes. cousin. Yes. Um, and he's very protective. <laughs> he's very silly, but he's very protective. And when he um, introduced you, it was like, he's not going to bring you around unless you're it. That's, that's funny. <laughs> well, thank and you. So, um, you were in college, I believe. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was. Yep. We were both in college. And he was we're going to be a Q, if I'm not mistaken. Make, yes. <laughs> yep. And you are AKA, right? Absolutely, Alpha Kappa Alpha. And so <laughs> I remember like, okay, in my mind, I'm still young. And I looked at you guys as 
um, my current school days. School days meaning the movie. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> and so you guys were in front of me, and it was more so like, I want to go to college because of you guys. That's good. That's great. And so Tim has always been on my head on making sure that I do what I, I know to do. Right, right. And now that he's uh, been married, <laughs> going on 30 years, I know he has done something right with you. We've been married for 22, but we've been, you know, we've been together. So we've together been, 30 years. Yes. I can, even just to say 30 is just <laughs> crazy. So I'm, I'm going um, to brag on you. Huh? We're going to brag on you. Oh, uh, for, for being with Tim? <laughs> that too? I didn't say it. She said it. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm messing up my hair laughing at that one. Okay, go ahead. You have, uh, you have uh, passed the test of time. This I have You have passed the test of time. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. <laughs> Let me tell you. But I definitely love you. Y'all owe me. <laughs> so you have, um, you are a doctor. Uh, yes. Doctor of education. I don't want people to think that I'm a medical doctor. Doctor of education. <laughs> so and if you get sick by me, you will tell. take you to get there? Hmm. You mean just to get the doctorate degree or all schooling all together? Schooling all together. So I was four and a half years for undergraduate, master's, post, probably about 15, 14 years, 14, about 14 years altogether. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And you were still at Oakland, correct? Well, I got two degrees from Oakland, my certificate from Oakland, but I received my master's from Central Michigan. Okay, okay. And um, what part of education are you in as far as um, do you actually teach or you just? I'm in higher ed. I do teach um, a course uh, for freshmen, try to stay connected to the young ones that are leaving high school and coming into college to have that connection to the university. Um, so I do teach that course. Um, it's one day a week. I enjoy it. I've been, I think I've been teaching now for 14 years. So it's just uh, so, so much fun to teach the freshmen. For my, my everyday job, <laughs> I'm in the executive vice president's office um, every day, handling um, graduations, also um, working with the president's office, our, our legal office, and other um, executives at the university. Okay. That sounds um, like fun. Yeah, so I'm enjoying this conversation with you, so I don't have to think about that. Right. Um, so in your opinion, how important is it for like your class that you're teaching for incoming um, students um, before they're actually let go? Like, OK, now you can take all these college classes, especially right out of high school. The course it kind of bridges them into higher ed, you know, because in higher ed, you know, you're kind of after first hour, you have to go to second hour, you have your day, your structure, your day is structured. Okay. Whereas in college, it's not structured. 
It's, you know, whatever your class, you can have an eight o'clock class, you can have a one o'clock class, you can have an evening class, weekend courses. So students don't quite know how to migrate from high school to college and be successful. So these courses help, you know, set the structure for them and also give them the resources they need to be functioning on campus. So, and it also keeps me young. So they keep me updated with all the latest language and, and music and everything else. So, you know, we try to make the class as fun and engaging um, as possible. So every student has to take it or is that a choice? It's, it's a choice now. Um, some institutions um, have it as a requirement, but as of right now, Oakland strongly suggests <laughs> that they take okay. it. <laughs> um, I do remember uh, when I was at Michigan that we had, I want to say a six week course. And the way they had it, it was like, I think we had maybe a week out of high school, maybe two weeks out of high school. And we went straight to the uni um, university. We stayed on campus in the um, dorms and we had classes that we had to attend. And so those classes that we attended during that time were credits, you know, that um, went on with you. Also, we were able to learn things that most students that were coming in that freshman year didn't get a chance to learn. Um, yeah. We knew the campus, we knew the bus routes, we knew all of that stuff that, um, you know, it wasn't, well, so when school started that fall, we were already ahead of everybody else that were coming in. And it's, it's funny that you say that because um, Tim was a part of that program at Oakland and I mm. was, and mm. I was, you know, some of my friends and I we were so jealous of those students because they knew, they knew the campus, they knew how to get to the library, all the ins and outs about the cafeteria. And we didn't have that experience. So we were just kind of like following behind them, watching and seeing what they were doing and trying to uh, mimic what they were doing because we didn't have a clue. So I've always thought that those programs were so beneficial to help give, give the students a jump start. It, I would say it, it really helped um, even in, even though there were still um, people there going to school, Mm -hmm. um, and so we got the chance to talk to the uh, students that were in higher, uh, I don't say higher grades, but that were seniors that was telling us the best um, tutors to go to, the best counselor to have, um, the best teachers to stick with and who, what professor not to take. <laughs> and so... Um, I remember all of those things and I learned because of these classes and it was so many people from around the world that um, came to the school that I'm still friends with them this day. Mm -hmm. um, for those who said, you know, our freshman year that they were going to be this, they are actually that or whatever they said they were going to be. And so um, it was amazing to, you know, take college uh, classes and do all that. I didn't get a chance to finish, but um, there's always time for me to go. Back. Oh, yes. So actually, we have graduation next uh, next weekend, like I said, and we have a graduate that's, uh, that's I believe, our oldest graduate that's graduated 76. So wow, the undergraduate degree. So it's never too late. So, I, you know, you can always do it if it's just one class at a time to get it done. So let me ask you this. So how was um, becoming successful in, um, in the professional field, how was that being a wife and being a mother? The struggle was real. 
because not only was a wife, a mother, I was also active in the community. I'm active in my sorority and then just volunteering it and things like that. It, it was, it was, it was a lot, but you know what? I prioritize. I'm what they say, a type A personality. So um, I structure everything. I structure my day, even the weekends. Um, I structure my week. I have goals. I set goals and that helped. But at, at a certain point in time, it's, feel like, you know what, this is a lot going on. I need to sit, sit down somewhere and just, just chill out for a little bit. So I've been trying to do that now that I'm a little bit older. <laughs> I try to, um, you know, chill out, every, you know, every once in a while, but structure was the key for me. Okay. So if you didn't have structure, what, what do you think, you know, what, what would might have uh, happened if you wasn't structured? A lot of things can, you know, a lot of times, you know, I can remember when I entered into my doctorate program, <laughs> my advisor, Dr. Julia Smith said, there's some things that I want you to do. <laughs> she said, I don't want you to get married. <laughs> I don't want you to get divorced. I don't want you to buy a house. You know, no major decisions while you're in this program because, you know, you, you'll be stressed out. So, so think things through basically is what she was saying. So I always try to remember, you know, to to stay structured, you know, stay grounded, because I know people have gotten divorced, getting doctorate program, going through doctorate school and getting a, a degree in an advanced degree. So I tried to just stay focused and open communication with Mr. Lee, your cousin. <laughs> and thank goodness he's a good cook. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> that was always good too. So <laughs> so what um, as far as, you know, a doctorate, you know, you're already in stages from one degree to another. What was the um, driving force for you to actually go all the way to the end? You know, I was getting my, um, I have, I, got my, I received my master's back in 2010, I believe. And so after that, they said you can get a postmaster's certificate. So I took one class here and there. Then it started getting a little interesting to me. And then I said, Hmm, I'm liking this. I said, you know, I'm this close to a doctorate degree. I work in higher ed. I work around a lot of, you know, doctors. I said, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it too. So I just went from there. I said, you know what? I can do it. <laughs> that is good. Like I said, um, <clears throat> I am a very um, big advocate of connecting people to people that I know that have been in the trenches, have been the trailblazers, have um, unique stories to tell. Mm -hmm. And I know that <clears throat> I'm a daddy's girl and so are you. Yes. Yes. So, so during those times, um, did you ever go to counseling? Um, school for counseling or to a therapist or just no, a therapist mm -hmm. no no I have a lot of counselors that are good friends so I probably you could probably say yes <laughs> okay <laughs> I know um sometimes um I have noticed that when children um lose their parents they have mm -hmm. this different drive about them to be now successful or to um, make sure if whatever conversation you had with your parent 
that that dream, whatever they have for you, um, be successful. Did you ever have that that unsaid pressure? Well, it was funny. It's funny that you say that because I was thinking when I was about twelve. I can remember. My dad says, "Oh, you know, your sister's a teacher. Your brother's, you know, an engineer, and everybody, you know, I'm the youngest of seven, so they've all went to school pretty successful." So what do you want to do? I said, I think I want to be a dentist. He goes, you want to be a dentist? He said, why not a doctor? I was like, I don't want to be a doctor. I like teeth. I want to, I want to work with teeth. He goes, you want to be in everybody's stinky breath? Uh, I said, well, that's the purpose of the dentist. Is to not right, make sure. right. <laughs> so when I got to college and I started going to courses, and I was like, well, you know what? This science stuff is for real, you know? So I took a couple classes. I did fairly well, but I think the overall thing was I took a communication class. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take this communication class because I grew up in the church. And my mom would make me go to these oratorical contests and, you know, had to do all these speeches and things, and Easter speeches as a kid and all that. So I said, you know what? I hate doing speeches. I said, you know what? I'm going to start making, you know, taking more classes. So I started liking that. So I remember calling my dad and said, you know what? I don't think I want to be a, a, a doctor of, you know, a, a dentist anymore. I think I want to go into communication. He was like, thank goodness. So, I was, so he was cool with that because he, he, he was really worried about me, you know, you know, going into, you know, being a doctor. So, so hopefully he's happy now. <laughs> I was, um, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> a last conversation that I don't think a lot of people know this, but I believe my father knew that his timing was coming. Mm-hmm. My dad called me one day and said he apologized to me about not being a better father to me. And I'm like, what, dad, you the best. What you talking about? He said, <laughs> he, he said no, I should have pushed you more. Oh. And I knew what you really wanted to do. I let you choose but I really knew what you really wanted to do. And I said, what are you talking about, Dad? He said, you've been a writer since in elementary. You always were a writer. You sing, you write, you do all of these things, and I should have pushed you. And I said, oh, I'm, you know, it's no biggie, Dad. And um, the last conversation I had with him, he, um, matter of fact, he called and left a message on my phone. And he just kept saying, Write the vision and make it plain. Write the vision and make it plain. And I'm That's like, okay, okay, Dad, you know, I'm not thinking the next this. day or the what, whatever in days from that conversation that he would be gone. Right, so right. So now I'm going back to the that moment of let me write the vision and make it plain. Let me right. see everything that has always been in my heart to do, mm-hmm. and now I'm doing it now. And so whether it's having your own business, whether it's doing things like this that you're not afraid of, he was right. always literally my number one fan. Right, right. Number yeah. one fan. And Absolutely. so I'm all like, okay. What am I going to talk to Stephanie about? Because you never know the influence that you have unless somebody actually tells you. Oh, okay. 
So when I said you and Tim were actually the couple that I admired, um, you guys were, y'all had the designer clothes, the purses, the <laughs> all of this stuff. And I'm like, I all my habits. <laughs> And oh, then she's, you know, in a uh, sorority, and he at the time, um, when he was there, he was going around the house barking and all this crazy stuff. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so he made me want to go to school. He, you guys made me want to be better. And I have watched you guys over the years. We all have our moments. And I didn't think, you know... Even in marriage, we all have our moments that sometimes we don't talk about, we leave. But it's somebody in the world who needs to know. I don't know where we got this Cinderella story from, thinking that life is grand all the time, every day. Mm -mm, not new, it's not, not at all. I can tell you that uh, there are days with my, actually, my son just said it recently. He was like, do you guys just say stuff to irritate each other or, or, you know, or what? I said, we don't try to, it just comes out, you know? <laughs> I think it's more or less, a lot of people have this facade about what marriage is. Everybody have this idea, oh, I want to be married. You know, I want to have two cars, a white picket fence, you know, this big home. And it, it comes with work. Everything comes with work. It takes a lot of work to get this stuff done. You know, whether it's, marriage, school, being a parent, you know, all of it takes work. Yeah, I think we left that part out. Um, we we assume that magically it appears like we lucky charms or something. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It is not. I mean, some people are blessed to make it look good. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, say that we make it look good. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Make it look good is the key. But there are moments where you be like, did I make the right choice? Like, was I was I high when I did that? Was I, you know, <laughs> what was I thinking? Like <laughs> and not just, you know, marriage, but in anything that you do, uh, especially when it's something unknown to you. And I'm I'm grateful that I have people in my family who are not afraid to step out, out of the boat and, you know, make their own pathways and be influential to people. Like you're in, in what you're doing, you're helping so many people get rid of anxiety, get rid of uh, what they thought, assumed college was going to be like, because it's so much stuff out here. You know, we thinking that, um, what's the, um, like it's going to be house party, it's going to be uh, school days, it's going to be, you know, all of these things. Um, what was the show with Whitley in it? Whitley and... Uh, yeah, Dwayne. Different World. A Different World. <laughs> it is not, honey. <laughs> Nowhere near. Nowhere near. And so I, I think this is very important, especially um, if they even would go back into your senior year and start this versus you know once you graduate but the things that we assumed and what we saw on tv and the movies that college was is definitely not right right you do have to put forth the effort there are a lot of people 
that um, I think about one of my brothers, Robert. Um, he's just like smart, smart, you know, all the way through school, he was really smart. So when he got to college, he thought he can just be smart. <laughs> well, in college, guess what? You have to study <laughs> because they may teach you one thing, but you may have to read in your books and your homework and put things together to get the answers. Yeah. Or in high school, they pretty much taught and uh, yeah. you know, the answers were readily available for you, whereas in college, it's not the same way. No. So, yeah, you know, whereas me, from day one, Steph J had to study. <laughs> I had to study, rewrite, read it over, make sure I clearly understood. You know, I asked a lot of questions, which I still do. So that's just been my mantra my whole life is to make sure that I clearly understand something, so. And that's the good point. I'm glad you said that about um, studying. <clears throat> and I was one of those people who excelled from elementary all the way through high school. And when I got to the University of Michigan and I went to Osborne four years, you know, top of my class, all of that, I went to a math class. And everything I knew in four years was the first chapter. <laughs> All right, <laughs> exactly. And I said, wait, wait a minute. Just only the first chapter, I don't know this stuff. He said, well, you have to make a decision. You are an adult. Um, you could either take this course and get a tutor or you can drop it right now. What, what's your choice? Right. <laughs> and I felt some type of way. Like, are you, wait. You know I me, mean? I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Right. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Something's <laughs> not adding up. And so when I talk to kids these days, I said, I don't care. Push your teachers to teach you. Mm -hmm. Do extra. Because when you get out here, you're not as smart as you think you are. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you're not as ready as you think you are. That's so true. So studying, um, um, I think my freshman year, uh, I thought I could stay up all night. Party. Whether partying or playing cards all day like I don't have a 7 o'clock class in the morning. And nobody come into my room to wake me up. <laughs> I'm all getting up and getting ready for school. Huh? Oh, I missed that one too. Okay. I'll try it again tomorrow. <laughs> right. Let me see if one of my, my one of my partners went to that class so I can get their notes. Exactly. Oh, and they don't class. take notes right. Like, what is this? They can't even explain to you. You just writing. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I was um trying to, you know, go back through my whole, you know, higher ed career and everything with classes and I can remember when my mom dropped my roommate and I off and my dad was there and so we were putting our stuff away we were super excited we was like can't wait to get out you know go hang out and what we call it at the time the circle and all this stuff and so my mom you know <clears throat> she looked just like me just like me. and so she comes up she goes Stephanie Tanya the object of college is to bring home a degree, not a baby. She turns and walk away. So I'm like, 
baby? What? What? Why would? Why, how can we? You know? Yeah. How will we get a baby? What is she mm-hmm. st- talking about? My dad said, Stephanie, go to college and do what you need to do. You know it can be done. And so, and my friend Tanya goes, well, maybe she thinks you know she's saying that we 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 shouldn't be doing you know sleeping around or, or doing bad things like that. I said, well, she should have had this conversation with me back in ninth grade, not wait till I got college. You know? So I said, we've been good, good girls. We grew up in the, you know, grew up in the church, you know, sung in the choir. You know, we're good girls. So why would she say that? But sure enough, you know, some friends started and they didn't either, you know, they had babies or they did whatever. So. I said, but that was a lasting conversation that I had with my mom that I will never, ever forget. You know, I said, I don't think I would have quite said it like that. But, you know, right. my mom's like me, directly to the point, you know. So she, <laughs> God rest her soul, she was sometimes too direct. <laughs> so my dad complimented her because he would always right. soft, soften the blow. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. So speaking of that, so how did uh, how did you get to um shoes um being an aka well my oldest sister is an aka so my oldest sister became an aka at michigan state in 1969 and um it's like forever ago but and i can remember her going just growing up and her doing her sorority things and then when i got to um older in high school and things some of my counselors and or teachers were aka's and then when I got to college, the funniest thing was, um, I said, I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest of seven, so I'm constantly following in the footsteps of somebody. Right, I said, well, right. maybe I, you know, I, maybe I should um, do, you know, another sorority or something. Maybe I should be a, um, uh, they have sweethearts at the time, like, you know, Sigma sweetheart, cute sweetheart and things like that. So I said, maybe I'll do that. My brother was a Sigma. And I remember calling and speaking with him. I said, Dennis, you know, I'm thinking about being in an organization coming up. He was, I said, a, a sweetheart first. He was like, no, you might as well go on and wait and be an AK. I said, well, who said I want to be AK? There's, there's more sororities out there that I can be a part of. He said, tell your sister that you want to be a part of something else. She will drive down to Oakland University right now <laughs> and get you. So. And I called her. I said, well, you know, I'm thinking about organizations or whatever. She said, well, no, you're not thinking. You know what you need to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And so then I, you know, I did look at, you know, what all the organizations were doing. And they are all are doing some great things. But um, the AKA really, it, it met my needs that I thought that was best for me. So that's why I went ahead and became a member. It, it was an outstanding. It's been outstanding because. This year, it's been 30 years that I've been an AKA, and we actually, it was six of us on our, on our line, and we just got back from Myrtle Beach, all vaccinated, of course, before we went, but we went to celebrate our 30th anniversary, and so you'll see pictures coming up soon of us, you know, uh, just talking about just all over the years, all, you know, it's six of us, we have some teachers, we have another doctor, we have social work. So State Farm, so we have all professionals. So, you know, it was a good weekend just to get connected and talk and talk about the old days and everything. So it was good. Wow. I know. Um, I, I I wasn't sure. I don't even think, I think I was so worried of uh, thinking basketball at the time that I wasn't thinking sorority at all. That didn't even cross my mind. 
Um, but I was around a lot of uh, cues when they were. Matter of fact, I think my freshman year, I think they got banned. They did something. But, um, but the mo- majority of the time, I was more around the athletes than I was sorority. So I never thought about becoming one. And so I wasn't sure, like, and I knew you were AKA. Um, and I believe it's somebody on my mom's side of the family that, that are AKAs. But I wasn't sure, like, was that for me? Or was I supposed to stick with, you know, being an athlete? I didn't know if you could do both. I wasn't sure. So I just, you know, basically, I didn't think about the sorority at all. And I'm sure it has a, a lot of advantages, you know, to being in that. It does. It, it, there are a lot of advantages. And also just the work that the, the sorority is doing from working with HBCUs for life. Um, we also do... Um, literacy. Uh, we also work with um, some list of things that we work with. Let me look. Global impact, uh, <laughs> the arts. So I, I keep a little sheet here. So <laughs> it's a lot of things that we do out in the community as well. Um, we, we, they're making dress. I can't sew. So that's why I said they, they're using uh, pillowcases to make dresses for um, um, young ladies over in Africa. So there are a lot of things that the sorority is doing that's good, collecting glasses, collecting shoes. So it's always something that, you know, we're doing to try to help, you know, the community out if we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> outside of, uh, we talked about the sorority, we talked about, you know, what you're currently doing as far as your job is concerned. Um, what are some things that you feel are missing as far as the I guess, Black females um, in our society today? I think uh, um, we need to support each other more than anything else. Sometimes you see it's, you know, a facade of people, you know, not really supporting each other like we should. And I think uh, as Black women, we need to, number one, go out and seek more education, and not as in going to college, but just education in general, whether it's being a a wife, a mother, um, a good community member, you know, uh, re- whatever religion you're in, just all of that a part of. So, and then just being able to support one another and, and not backbite or talk about if someone's not doing something right, instead of talking about them, take them to the side and say, you know what? That, that, that's not a good look for you. Maybe you shouldn't do that, you know? Instead of saying, you know, did you see such and such did this or such and such did that, that that's not a good look for us as a, as, a, as a community. And we do it a lot. We do it a lot. And I think a lot of times we just need to interact with each other and also just be honest, you know, and consistent. You know, we're not consistent on, on things that we should be consistent on, you know, having that conversation. Saying, saying to a person, you know, you're going to buy a, a, a $2,000 purse, you know, are all your bills caught up? That type of thing. So just being, you know, being real with a person. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> in the time that um, the things that you have learned, of course, I am big on learning the lessons because I, I can't, I think my forehead hurt just thinking about it. 
some of the stuff that I have bumped my head on. Um, have you taken anyone in as far as like under your wings? Like, okay, these are the steps that outside of the sorority or anything like that. Have you um, took took someone in, whether it's a family member, a neighbor, I don't know, but take somebody in and be like, look, these, this is this. Whatever your goal is, I can help you get there, but you got to take the necessary steps. I can't do it for you, but these are the steps you got to take. Now, your destiny is in your hands. Mm -hmm. And I can help you get there. But if you don't listen, my hands are tied. Yes. yes. So have you taken anyone in under your wing? Oh, Oof. so if many. I, 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 I should have some big golden wings. <laughs> I, you know, a lot of it them from um, working with our students at Oakland. Our, um, they have a circle of sisterhood. So it's a circle of students that go through our multicultural initiatives office. So this really doesn't have anything to do with my job or AKA, but it's the initiative that I help them support young ladies. So these young ladies I've been, you know, they come in, a lot of them are graduated. I just saw one became a doctor and she got matched for a doctor. So some of them, yeah, I've had to have those tough conversations, you know, with, you know, keeping it real with them. A lot of times, you know, when you're at work or in the work setting, you know, you have to cross your T's and dot your I's and say the things that you should say as an Oakland University employee. But when we go off into our, our camps and, and I'm there as a female adult, not just an Oakland University employee, I can have those candid conversations, you know. Forget what, you know, I'll say some things like, forget what he's whispering in your ear. You need to get up and take it behind the class. Don't go to class with no books. You know, I've had, you know, because I know some of the professors and some of the tutors, they'll call. They said, yeah, one of your students, she's raving about you, but she came for tutoring. She didn't have her math book and it's math tutor. I said, the next time she come call me, I'll come up out of my meeting and come over there. <laughs> get over there. I'm like, oh, so you come to tutoring without a math book? Really? Mm -hmm. You not have a math book? Oh, I just, you know, I just left the calf, so I just came straight here. I don't want to miss my session. How can you come to tutoring without a math book? You come to math tutoring. Come on now. Mm -hmm. I, I, I had those type of conversations with the students. Say, you know what? <laughs> They're not playing here at Oakland. They're going to want their tuition. They're going to teach you. <laughs> you have to do something, too. Mm -hmm. You know? Take care of yourself. You know, I've taken them to church. I've taken them shopping. This is how you dress. You know, you a big girl. You shouldn't wear these things just because they make it in a size 20. Don't mean you should wear it, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, just because you're a size two, you still got cellulite and bumpy bumps. Just because right. you're little don't mean you should wear it. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to talk to them on their level and also understand. You talk to somebody that's been there. <laughs> I've been there. And I'm just telling you, you know, you can hear the guys going, she look a hot mess. Why you think you're looking cute? Mm -hmm. They're saying it. So I've had a lot of young ladies, you know, that, that'll tell you to this day, yeah, Stephanie keeps it real. She, she lets you know. <laughs> right. You know how she feels about some things. And she, she tried to take, my, my goal is to take them to the next level. Don't get stagnant and stay where you are. People get right. so comfortable with staying where they are. And they know they have the talents to go higher and higher and higher. And so my goal, especially for this next generation, that's going to be there when I get older, because <laughs> my, 
my son would say, mom, you're already old. So when I get older, uh, we want to make sure that they have, you know, the talent, the class and the stability to get finished. Right. <clears throat> so where do you think um, as far as schooling is concerned, where we we start, we have good intentions mm-hmm. to start. But somewhere in the middle, we end up stopping. And that happens. That happens. You know, I, I tell people all the time, everybody just don't want to do the college thing. And we shouldn't force everybody to do the college thing, you know. So I would just say get some sort of trade if you don't get a degree. Okay. Because we, we're always going to need somebody to, to do plumbing. You always have plumbing in houses, so we they make good money. Hey, you know, air conditioning, the people that work on air conditioning, the heating, um, building houses, cutting, we need those talents. So I would say everybody's not meant to go to college. Mm-hmm. We should be real about that. And however, if you get close to finishing, you know, you a couple classes short, maybe, you know, five or six, maybe even eight classes, it's still reachable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, one class at a time will get you there. One class right. at a time, you know, there's no need, you know, to rush. But the, the main thing is understanding what you want to do. And like my husband will tell my son, you know, you see how mom get up and go to work every day? She chilling. That's, that, that's, his, that's his theory. <laughs> she chilling at work, which I keep telling him, a sister not chilling at work. And he's I had to get up and work hard, you know, me that, you know, he works for GM and I keep saying, I said, I work hard for Oakland too. I, I really do work hard. I, he's thinking just because I don't walk all day or, you know, do what he's doing. That is, you know, how do you want to um, work? Do you want to work physically hard or do you want to, you know, have the opportunity in my head is, is to make different in a child's life, in a right. student's life. That that's our goal. And, you know, I'm at a, a white institution. The other piece of that is, is to make sure that when, when our minorities, when our, our, our black and brown students get to, uh, to someplace like Oakland, they can see a face like this, you know, that'll help get them through and understand. That's a good point, too. Um, I think uh, initially, uh, the year I went, I think it was 96, 1996. It was, you know, they were accepting us for the quota. Mm-hmm. And um, then proposition seen some things that have happened on that campus because of the city that I was shocked and appalled. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen in um, 96, the Ku Klux Klan was allowed to um, walk down our main street with the, the rifles and fully clothed with the, the sheets and everything. And um, at that point, you believe that all of these things, you've heard them before, that you think this is just 60s, 1960s stuff, 50s, 70s, whatever, that these things were in the movies. This was um, in books, but to actually see it for yourself, um, 18, 19 years old. And the only thing that kept me there, I called grandma. And I wanted to leave. I wanted to pack up right then. 
<laughs> and Grandma Steen said, you will not leave. <laughs> and she said, again, did you hear what I said? I said, yes, Grandma. And she said, you will not leave because um, too many people have gone before you to make this opportunity for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to accept it because I was in my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And from that point on, the campus became, um, we looked out for each other. Because, you know, as women, you know, things were picking up, you know, uh, campus rates, um, things of that nature. And then, of course, we seen this and we were in a city that was not so good to black people. And so we made sure that we all um, went to classes together. We rode bikes together to classes when we feel like walking. Um, (laughs) And then there was... uh, I have an uncle that actually lived there. So sometimes when, you know, when you be real, I ain't have enough money to wash my clothes mm-hmm. or go home. Um, he was like, come over and wash what you need. Come eat in the refrigerator. <laughs> take some food with you. And, um, and we went from there. And so it is very important that we do be successful in these areas, in these arenas, because we don't see a lot of us. And it's sad to say, but we don't. And it sometimes bring on this attitude of we're not good enough. And so, again, I commend you while, you know, we're one day away from Mother's Day. And um, I know your mom is not here. Yeah. And um I want ninety. She would have been? She would have been 90. Wow. <laughs> they had me late, but I made it. I made it. <laughs> she, so I just I wanted to make sure that um you were giving your flowers now. You have a younger cousin who's actually looking up to you to let you know that I see you. Um I've been seeing you. Even before, right, <laughs> even before, <laughs> even though we hit, we don't talk all the time, but um, when I do see you, it's like I never, you know, like we've, that time ha- wasn't that far apart. That had um, not lapsed. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So um, even to the point of, um, I'm trying not to cry. No, don't cry. Um, coming to my wedding. Oh. Um, and even though Tim, I, again, <laughs> walked oh. me down the aisle. I, I was the videoer. I was like watching y'all. It, <laughs> and he was so funny. He was just like, why were you afraid to ask me? And I'm like, you know, everybody got a life. They got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the last representative of our immediate family as far as Mills is concerned. And so the night before when we were uh, getting our photos together and everybody was doing their placements and things of that nature. I had your t-shirts on. He said, I got you. Um, (laughs) Don't worry about nothing. I'm going to be here. I said, you always late. 
don't be late to my wedding. I'm not playing with you. And like, you should be thanking me because <laughs> he would have been late. <laughs> I said, you bet not be late. I'm not playing with you. He's like, because I got you. And so with dad being gone, my husband's dad being gone, it was, I was so happy. And my brother wasn't able to make it because he had just got a new job. And I'm linked up with my cousin. And I see you on the other side. And I'm like, I got the strength to do it again. And we walk in and he said, just follow my lead. He said, just follow my lead. I got you. And so he was pacing us. I was listening to the song. And he's walking down the aisle. And he's looking at me. And then he turns and he looks at you. And I'm like, the little things mean the world to me when it comes to you guys. I might not say it all the time. But I appreciate you guys. More than you'll ever understand. Oh, you got me crying. I'm sorry. But um, my cousin can be the biggest baby. Yeah. And he can be sometimes the biggest headache. Yeah. Uh, keep going. But <laughs> I needed my cousin there for me. And you guys were there for me on the, one of the best days of my life so oh. far. Um. And he, he was so happy to give me away. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he, he was very honored that I, I had asked him. I, I'm going to tell you a funny story, though. He goes, this is her colors. Did she expect me to wear, oh, was it royal blue? <laughs> I said, Tim, I don't think she wants you to wear a royal blue suit. He was like, uh I mean, I don't think I could do a Royal Blue Zoo, Stephanie. <laughs> he said, uh, what color do you suggest? I said, well, let's just go with gray. I think gray would, you know, you know, if you have the pops of, of Royal Blue, you'll be great. Oh, okay. He said, Phew. he said, because with my skin color, I don't know how I look at Royal Blue. <laughs> it's like scrap. <laughs> but we no, made he, he, um, he, he said it a thousand times from the store. He was just sending you pictures. He just, he really wanted to make you happy. <laughs> yes, he was like, now do this go, is this the right color? Um, I said, wait, what is that? He was like, it's gray, but you know, I, I'm gonna pop it off with the blue. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just need you to be on my arm. That's all I'm just saying. I just need to be on your arm. That's <laughs> um, I had got to the point, even with the um the colors. My people, I didn't pressure them. I just said, I need you in royal blue. And I told my girls, don't look like sluts. And <laughs> that's it. I'm not, listen, this is the second time around. I ain't being a Brazilla. I ain't doing none of that. And all I just ask, don't try to outdo me. That's all I know. <laughs> that's it. Oh, I think I'm not. I'm I not. Even. And so, hey, big head. <laughs> I'm being interviewed, Tim. Why are you looking like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's Camila. <laughs> Get out of my interview. 
woke him up. Right. I said, but I like I said, I, I appreciate you. I'm gonna give you your flowers um Thank while you. you are here. Um and there have always been moments where you know we we hug, how you doing, what's going on, and then we go, you know, about our business. But again, I love you. I thank you for taking this time out um, during this um, busy season of your life. Oh, right. It's fine. I, I wanted to do it. I was excited. I wanted to have this conversation. So I thought it was going to be a good experience. So uh, my, I mean, to. as always, you know, I'm sitting here in my home on my couch. <laughs> right. um, relax. Like, you know, this is this is all of what it's about. And hopefully somebody will take from the conversation that we have um, where, look, this, there is no limit. We will always right. say the sky's the limit. No, there is no limit. We can go right. wherever we want to go. We can be right. boss ladies wherever we are. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, you always designer up, you know, you got the purse, you got the, you <laughs> know, all my the, not all the time. If, if my, my job is watching, no. <laughs> the, the, you know, everything. So, like I said, for someone who's um, may just, I hope my whole thing is to have hope that, you yeah. know, whatever you want to do, you can do it. Yeah. Um, and whether it's at Oakland University, whether it's at U of M, wherever it is. It does not matter. Even if you don't go to college, you can still be the boss lady that you right. see in your uh, your mirror. Um, <laughs> you see that same person in your dreams. And no matter what the um, life brings you, mm -hmm. whether it's um, our passing of our parents, right? whether it's um, tragedy, whatever the case may be, they say you can't. Trust me. Yes, you can. And so I want to thank you again for this time on this Saturday um, to let you know that you are the bomb. You are it. Thank you. And um, I'm looking forward to the next chapter. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the next chapters of what, what you have to bring um, yeah. to this earth. I know. I'm thinking about writing a book, so I think that's the next chapter. Looking at writing the book. So I'll read it. <laughs> and, and for my brother and sisters, it will have pictures in it. Because <laughs> I used to tell them all the time I love to read. And they said, Steph, you can't be reading uh, books that have pictures in it. <laughs> so that's our little family joke about the pictures. <laughs> so um, I see hubby home. Huh? I said, I see uh, your hubby is home. Yes, he's worked all day, so he just got. I think he left at six o'clock this morning. So, <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. <clears throat> However, <laughs> so again, thank you, Steph, for um, stopping by. And um, anything else that you have going on, please, you know, reach out to me. Um, phone call away. Now I'm a Zoom call away. Um, right. <laughs> and I'll be definitely able to bring you back on. All right, cool, cool. I'll I'll keep in touch, and if there is anything that that's that's out there for sharing, I'll be willing to share it. No problem. All right, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Love you. Love you too. All right. Bye bye. bye.